This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. It's 2022. Time to take a ride on the wild side. And by wild side, I mean listen to aging weirdos babbling incoherently into microphones for 90 minutes. Wait. You thought I was talking about Vince Neil and Mwadi Crew? I meant our IPA livecast. And it starts now. Welcome! We are here! It is January 18th, 2022, and we're so happy to be with you. And uh, Rob here with Sid. Say hello, Sid. Hello, Sid. And Darren. Hello, Sid. Ramona. Hanging Ramona out. Ramona the cat. And we have a very special guest. <laughs> Alex Skolnick is here. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello, Alex. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time to talk to us here. What's happening? Uh, I want to take a quick moment to let people know if you want to be a part of the show, you can just dial 213-WIDE-NUT, 213-943-3688. And, uh, you know, Alex, uh, once again, thank you so much for taking some time hanging out with us here. You played your uh, rap song on our show last week. Oh, I'm week. well aware. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had some thoughts. And, uh, and so we have all the respect in the world that you're you're on here to us to talk about your budding rap career <laughs> uh and so you, you released a few rap songs uh, about the current political movement and i'm just curious let's get right into it uh how did you get the idea to do this okay well um i got to make some corrections from okay know, let's, let, let's really get into this <laughs> okay so that's so the first one was it was called trump sucks right it was not Fuck Trump. So oh, okay, okay. There was no cursing. All right. The first thing you guys said, you know, the guy he can't not curse. He's got to call it. No, it's which one? Which one of us is that? I guess that's I don't, like that might have been me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you did say fuck Trump at some point, though. Am I wrong? I it may not. Have, he that. just no. said it. No, it may not have been the title, but I could have sworn you said. All right, I apologize. I retract that statement. <laughs> okay, go, go Darren, okay, dude. Dare, would you have liked the song more if he had said that? Uh, well, Is no. That the deal breaker for you. I, I fully am on board, one hundred percent, with the sentiment of "fuck Trump." Uh, <laughs> I think I, I don't object to that. I think like sort of promoting the alternative to Trump is not like really doing any good. That's what I feel. I feel like it's sort of one sided. I mean, I think I feel like uh, if it was just "fuck Trump," I'd be all on board with that. I hate Trump. Okay, well, what, I, what, what the, the alternative is kind of all there is, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem. I'm not, yeah, nowhere. Well, okay, but we're jumping ahead now. Let, let, okay. What other? I'm what sorry, other? I didn't uh, mean to open what other inaccuracies were there? <laughs> uh, like my use of the word sedition. You guys, <laughs> like, we're all over that. Like, it's completely irrelevant. It has nothing to do. This week was it sedition or was it insurrection that we were? Uh, it was insurrection. It was, I think it was both, but it was okay. specifically sedition. There's a line: "Arrest for sedition." Mm-hmm. Anyway, this week the Justice Department rolled out charges for uh, 
sedition oath keepers guy for no no uh conspiracy <laughs> sedition cons- conspiracy to enact okay. sedition so not technically <laughs> sedition and, a minor and to be fair, to be fair we recorded before that <laughs> that happened so at the time there were okay. no sedition <laughs> right. I, charges. i heard that like the day before uh, <laughs> and, and, and really well, that and was really like the, the number one trending news topic was sedition i guess i guess the, the point the point i think the point i was trying to make at the time is that like you know i assume you're, you you weren't preaching to the choir you're trying to trying to op- open people's minds to uh the truth and so well not when, really when, not that's I what mean, i was so, okay well, well that was actually going to be get one, into. that was actually going to be one of my questions it's like who who were you targeting with these raps yeah. before you answer I, can i just say one thing real quick sure. rob and i disagreed with that i think on the show also and maybe in a clip that you didn't see is rob said he thinks you're trying to convert republicans and i said oh no i think you're completely talking to the echo chamber right right yeah so yeah that's that's fair fair point and we can get we can get in we can get into all that i think some of the intentions of the song were are misunderstood i think a lot of the references are missed so for example there are frank zappa references all over the song mm-hmm. and not everybody gets that it's kind of obvious when i show up at the end dressed as frank zappa but there oh, okay. are we were wondering about that one <laughs> yeah but there are also references throughout so yeah some of them are Pretty specific. In the guitar solo, it opens up with a a melody from a song called uh, "Willie the Pimp" by Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to be a Zappa head to get that. And then there are yeah, there's a f- few other things too. But this I, is where I we congrats. needed Noah. She would have been all over that Frank Zappa stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Noah was big into Frank Zappa. Oh yeah, yeah we're no a little too esoteric for her. I think we had we had a fourth <laughs> host, Alex. That yeah. uh, first of all. I, is I an enormous I fan. That. Yeah, she's yeah, an enormous yeah. fan of yours. Uh, mm-hmm. She has like life pursuits that she left the show to go do, but she, we're still on good had, terms with her. But she would have she definitely had to get a life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she uh, she had a life, and it precluded no. her from doing this stupid show anymore. Uh, but oh, she she uh, she would I think she would have been all over the Frank Zappa thing. So okay, so but so what was like when you were doing these? Obviously, I'm sure it's for fun. But like, who? What was your goal with with putting it out? Like, who did you want to reach with with these songs? You know, um, it's not really to reach anybody. Okay, you were just doing it for fun for, yeah. for yourself. To be honest, okay. it's yeah. These are these are th- it's things I, that I want to express, mm-hmm. and instead of reacting the way people are reacting to my song, which is going on, uh, going to websites and going into chat rooms and comment sections. I reply, I'm just saying it in a song, which of course is getting, you know, a lot, it's getting a lot more attention, but I, I think it's a more creative way of saying the same types of things that I'm just tempted to tweet. And, and post online. Did you, I so, so do you, it's completely I can, I can, selfish. It's completely 
It's well, therapeutic. I mean, look, it, yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of having a, a blabbermouth headline about you every day about a different political opinion, you're yeah. just combining all of them into a song and just getting it all out in one batch, <laughs> essentially. Pretty much. And I, <laughs> I seem to these headlines seem to happen. I don't make that happen. Right. I, I, yeah. It's, I'm it's, always <laughs> surprised when it happens. Usually when that does happen, it's in conjunction with somebody much more known than me, like jumping in on the same issue, like D. Snyder or somebody like that. <laughs> right. I, I do I, wonder is about is that D. Snyder too. more known than you? I, don't, I think that's maybe a talk. I would think. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, definitely. He was, he was on the celebrity. <laughs> Ross, no, no offense. No offense. He's on Cobra Kai. He was on television. Hey, no spoilers. Yeah. I like still season two of Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, you got uh, it. Yeah. It's great. So that, but that I'm does have it. to be weird where like, you know, you make some offhanded Instagram comment about Trump or something and suddenly it's, you know, front page news where it's just, you know, you're not you're not doing it to be an activist. You're just stating your opinion and the opinion becomes news. Do, do, you, do you feel like you need to be a little more careful with your opinion online because of that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I, I think more about how I word things. Right. Sure. Since that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to say, just even on, on Metal Injection, when we posted the video and when we posted the video, we didn't offer any commentary, you know, positive or negative. Just here's what it is. I did notice that, you know, some of the more right leaning metalheads that visit the <laughs> website were very unhappy about it and very uh, like personally offended that, that you would <laughs> you would do this. And, you know, I'm curious do you get messages from like your management or whatever about, about that? Like, do you, do you, are you afraid this might somehow affect your, your day job, so to speak, you know? Yeah. That's no, never happened. Okay. Uh, look, they know I'm, I'm weird. I, I play a lot of <laughs> weird music. <laughs> right. Not just, you know, not just this, I mean, this is just a hobby, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, of course it's, but yeah, it certainly it's caused no noticeable effect on the the audience of my day job. Of, right, right. And uh, if anything, I know just going by my own uh, notifications, my engagement is up. My followers are up. It's working. I mean, it's I'm sure going there, up. Yeah, and I imagine it's it. You know, it's less. I, I think with you know testimony because it's probably not noticeable either way. Right. If there's right, right. if the same people that are sort of jumping on board and following me or following the band, that's good. Maybe some of those who are, you know, done and hitting unfollow, angry, maybe they're doing the same for the band, but it's not noticeable. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten any recognition from the hip hop world? Um, no, I, I am supposed to do Hot ninety seven hip- or Breakfast Club. Or no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I am. I'm supposed to do some, some interview that that is not for a uh, specifically hip hop focused. Um, I think it's a website, I'm, and I'm not even sure what it is. I just found out about it. But, it's hip hop injection. Rob runs that yeah, one too. Yeah, They're just using you to get to Kimmy G. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, could be. Well, we got to talk about Kimmy him G? too. Yeah. 
Well, I want to add a question first before we get to Kimmy okay. G. But uh, you said you're doing it to express yourself and really it's just for fun. There's no real target audience. Do you right. feel like you're filling a void? Like, do you think there's a lack of Trump criticism or that you are like sort of being a, a voice of the voiceless for? Um, I think I'm more of a reminder. Oh, okay. Oh, people are forgetting that Trump was bad. You're no, but you know, um, I I understand the um, being feeling burned out by the news, right? Whether you agree with it or not, mm-hmm. uh, I understand information overload. So the things that you might read in um, you know, in Politico or the, I'm not even going to say CNN because I get all these comments, dude, you're watching too much CNN. No, no, it's not. It's not about CNN at all. Um, well, from your video, I feel it feels like you watch a lot of Fox because you rattled off those hosts like nothing. Like you, <laughs> the ins and outs of every Fox host. Well, you can't avoid them. I mean, they're just, you know, um, yeah, they're they're just everywhere. I don't watch them, but mm-hmm. I see clips of what they say sometimes mm-hmm. on on Twitter, yeah. and um, you know, it just because I'm I'm going after Fox. It's not. I'm certainly not defending CNN, and CNN certainly got a lot of issues. Mm. I mean, they have they have a guy on who you know is on a a chat like this with you know female reporters from the New Yorker and he starts pleasuring himself thinking that you know he's stupid it. Yeah, it's a term for that. Exactly. Right. Why is is that guy on? Like Alex, this is your opportunity. You could raise all of our profiles if you want to have your own moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So case in point. Yeah. Right. I think Jeffrey Tube is ridiculous. I think um, Andrew Cuomo and his, well, you know, his brother like being the guy on. That, yeah, that was insane. And I think it's great that he's not on. And I think it's great that Andrew Cuomo is not the governor. And, you know, people are res- responding. Say, you know, why don't you talk about the Cuomo brothers? Why don't, you know, I don't need to. <laughs> they were held accountable, but yeah. I'm also, talking- it's 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 a weird political like defense mechanism when you criticize somebody. Uh, I feel like to go the other way, it's right. like if you say something about Biden, criticize Biden, and people are like, "Oh, so you just want Trump back?" And it's like, "What?" <laughs> you oh, know, like yeah. two, people, two people could be bad. You know, like exactly. I'm not. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not like I'm coming at it from the left. Like he needs to be more progressive. Uh, and they're like, oh, so you're a Republican now? Like, no. Well, I think a lot of people also internalize the idea that they're like the Democrats are like this linchpin uh, holding it, democracy together. And if you criticize them, you damage them politically and then Republicans will win. So you're a traitor. That's yeah, just that's like a, a good point. A way of like getting nobody to ever be critical of anything. Yeah. And that's that's not good either. Uh, I don't know what the answers are. I just. um I just I think there's a huge false equivalence of you know and I don't I don't I don't want to harp on Trump or anything I know you know there's harp nothing on. I could say that hasn't been said yeah 
But we're talking about somebody he called up the Secretary of State of Georgia and said, find me votes. I don't care what you do. Move, you know, move. It's like the movie, The Producers, you know, move a few decimal points, Bloom. Yeah. Fine. I just want to say you've got you've got half of an album about Trump already. I think you're harping. Let's just be real. No, no offense. EP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, you know, this is a guy who did. OK, that's like worse than Watergate. Like, how is the like walking free? That should to be that sure. So criminal calling the head of a state's elections and saying commit fraud. Right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he says he tells the whole country, I only lost because of fraud. I didn't lose. I won. But, I mean, it, and it's it's insane. And I think the fact that anybody is defending him is insane. And this is why I, I had to write the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't defend Trump at all. The only thing we mentioned this also, I don't know how deep you watched the clip. It was about seven minutes, but uh, we. Yeah, we I didn't. Did. I, I I heard you know the audio. I, <laughs> I might have missed some of it. I just we we also said and I was no, cracking up. By the way, I was I was very entertained, and that oh, part of it is I I am entertained by the reactions to it. So. <laughs> well, one of the things that we kind of briefly touched on was the fact that you know Trump tweeted a bunch of bullshit that he didn't really lose and he's really the president. And then a lot of people, including you and your song go on to then say, you know, Hillary Clinton didn't really lose because Russians tampered with the election and Facebook. I mean, to me as a, as neither a Democrat nor a Republican, I see both of those claims as equally ridiculous. Okay. I think she really lost though. That's the difference. Okay. So I, we weren't clear on that, whether you believe that or not, it seems to me, people who make both the one argument and not the other are uh, a little hypocritical, but if you're outside of that, then you deserve credit for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging. That's the thing too. And you know, if you have a question like that, it's not clear in the song. I understand the song doesn't Mm -hmm. answer that question, but yeah, I think, I think she lost. I think, um, I think it was a perfect storm mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think, uh, you know, the Comey letter didn't help. That didn't cause her to lose, but it didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the hacking didn't help. There was hacking. Uh, I don't think it, it, it wasn't some sinister thing where Trump's sending messages to them and controlling the hack. Yeah, Trump was, he was not the puppet master, huh. but he, oh. uh, you know, he did to have this history with Russia, and they there is a troll farm in Russia, and this we're, we have great puppets, folks. They're fabulous. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how great, yeah, what great puppets we you have. wouldn't you wouldn't believe. <laughs> we love the puppets, don't we, folks? Yeah. So I and I actually read. I'm such a political nerd. I read the Mueller report, mm-hmm. and this is factual. It's not being. You know, and people argue with me about that. Well, he was found innocent. You know, no, and actually, no, that's not. Well, but it wasn't. A, I mean, it was a fishing thing, right? Like it was just that Podesta uh, did like one of those. Hey, you uh, forgot your password. Click this and put your password in here. Yeah. And he sent it to one. Of well, that was one his... thing. Yes. So that there was, was more than that. Because oh, he willingly, more, yeah. he willingly got fished. So what was yeah. the other hacking? 
I mean, yeah, I don't really well, want to. Um, I don't really want to get into the Russian. That that's like right, I don't want to get into. You don't, Rob. You're half Russian. <laughs> I don't want to get um, into. Well, you both speak Russian. I'm just gonna say I, 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 I like Russian food. That's I have a Russian it. name. Yeah, so, but um, yeah, I do want more Russian than Skoli D is Russian. Okay, no, Skolnik is a Russian word for dude. And also, I'm well aware of Skoli D. It's a tribute to him. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, it, that's part of you're, part of you're this. in on the joke. This is what I was trying to tell everyone. Like you, you acknowledge the cheesiness of it, right? Like yeah, I mean like, yeah, yeah. Like the funny thing is, like I've, the idea that I'm trying to, but this is one thing I've read online, not that you guys said this, but yeah, trying to stay relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do to stay relevant. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do 80s hip hop to stay relevant. That's definitely the relevant hip hop sound. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, one and line, I love satire, and that that's the thing is like what some people seem to have missed. Um, I when I was a kid, there was a show, a uh, radio show called the Doctor Demento Show. Sure, um, spawned Weird Al. It spawned Weird Al exactly. So when I was a little kid, I remember hearing these accordion songs, and they were hilarious. Uh, you know, another one rides the bus. My Bologna. <laughs> the best. Yeah. And I always dug that. And I always had ideas for songs like that. So that was one of the original inspirations. We, so people say, oh, you know, we, what you're doing is kind of like weird. Yeah, abs- absolutely. That's a big yeah, compliment. Yeah, I, I totally picked up on that. I totally and then one, the one of my favorites, like nobody remembers this one. There was, um, they were, there was a band. It was these old uh jewish guys that m- did a song they made fun of rapper's delight oh yeah right they called it kosher delight and the name of the band was the yiddish people Aye. right which is a play on <laughs> the village people yeah so they by wear like was- a headdress and everything there was also the, two live Jews. There was two live Jews, exactly. It was Black exactly. Shabbos, the metal band. Remember Black Shabbos? Yes, yeah. So, Alex, are you Jewish? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jewish? You are on a show with three Jews, just so you know. We are okay. all chosen L'chaim. people here. Zeigesund. <laughs> well, also, the, you know, it's, it's funny because um, my friend Adam Dubin, who's a video director, uh, he direct he he co-directed the Beastie Boys, and he saw the video and said, "I'm keeping up this tradition of nerdy white <laughs> Jewish rappers." <laughs> <laughs> well, I got so I'm and glad the same. You so just to, oh, so just to finish that thought, the same way, uh, you know, two live Jews is a play on two live crew. Mm-hmm. You have Scully D is a play on Schooly D. Oh, yeah. Even I, though I it's you. not a Jewish theme, but it's you know, my name, Scoldy. So, so I, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Beastie Boys because it bleeds into something I was going to say, which is, and I, and my biggest criticism, I had two criticisms with the video, and I'll say it to your face. I'm okay. not a hypocrite. I'll be, I'm polite about it. You're respectful enough to come on our show. Bring it. Um, the first thing is the white guy rapping thing. You have mm-hmm. to be the Beastie Boys. You have to be Eminem. You got to really bring it. For otherwise, I mean, my my feeling is don't do it. Sid's a, Sid in the in the corner of your screen is a big hip hop head. I'm mm-hmm. a big hip hop head. Rob is also an aficionado of hip hop. 
you can't be a white guy and do hip hop unless you are absolutely confident and great at it, is my opinion. Mm-hmm. That would be the first thing. The second thing would be, I just feel there's there's no dearth of Trump criticism. I feel like the last five years have just been full on, you know, every late night talk show. There's three of them. They do Trump stuff every night. Right. Basically, every every news show is covering Trump. 24 seven. The last year has been nonstop, you know, breaking windows at the Capitol stuff. Like I didn't feel like the world basically needed a Trump, another Trump uh, hip hop uh, song to, to dunk on Trump. You're saying, why aren't you going after Biden? Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not even saying that. I mean, I, I feel like that would be filling more of a void. Yes, but I'm not, I'm not like, I'm just saying that it's that specific topic of all the topics. I feel okay. like that's been covered. It's a lane that's full of traffic already. Okay. Well, okay. So for for one thing, it is satire. Mm -hmm. I think when you're doing satire, you don't have to be as good as the Beastie Boys or Eminem. Mm -hmm. I think you get some, right? That should count for something. Um, Was, uh, yeah, I thought Andy Samberg did did some pretty funny rap stuff on SNL. Uh, Was he as good as Eminem? I don't think so. I think it's Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, nowadays, maybe. Is it, maybe modern is it, day, I mean, I mean, also, yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody, I'm not trying to <laughs> be compared to those guys. And uh, the guy the guy who mixed the song, his name is Johnny Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like you know, a real pop and rap producer. And he seemed to really dig the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've spoken to others in the music industry. I'm not going to name everybody, but. They seem to think it's good. You know, it's like it's nothing. They like it. So maybe it's personal taste. I understand if you're going to mm. compare it to, okay, you you got to be as good as Eminem, who's like arguably one of the, the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And I would agree with you if I'm trying to launch a rap career, <laughs> which I am not trying to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt your well, feelings. I I think you're a, a world class guitarist. I love Testament. I have nothing but respect for musicianship. I do not think you're a rapper. I'm sorry. I'll say it to your that's face. Okay. Well, I, I will say and that's your the, opinion, and I respect in, your opinion. In the Twitch, we have uh, El Dorino <laughs> saying that Alex is the little dicky of yeah. metal. So you have one fan. <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, I want to mention people one, were comparing one... it. Sorry, oh, sorry people ahead. were comparing to the. Um, the the guy from the Ramones who did a, a rap song. D-D. He was really trying to launch a rap career though, and he was like really in, <laughs> into it. So, yeah, yeah, that was very sad. You're I'm not trying, trying to call up Tommy Boy or anything. <laughs> yeah, and look, I am. It, it's kind of a different what I am doing. I I do genuinely like. I I grew up on on the Run DMC and you know the Beastie Boys and stuff. I never thought about doing the music it was always stuff for fun in the san francisco bay area we all we all listen to all types of music you can ask gary holt for example somebody who was in a few years older but he was in that same scene and we all everybody's really open musically so uh you know I'm, i'm i am paying tribute to them but it's also it's dr demento it's weird al it's especially zappa Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, all- I mean, I definitely now that you mentioned the zap, I, I absolutely noticed that like there's a jazz break, like a jazz solo, like 20 seconds into the song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, there's also the, the little sound effects, mm-hmm. right? There's right, like right. A, when I mentioned QAnon, 
there's the Twilight Zone theme. Oh yeah, I which remember. I played on my Stratocaster. Um, well, there's, there's one line that really dis- offended me, where oh. you said that you used to be the party of uh, Nancy and Ronald. Yeah, and in my opinion, Ronald Reagan is one of the oh, if not that. the worst president <laughs> yes. of all time. Yeah. So like that's not a compliment. Like that that was when I lost like I mean I was yeah. certainly exaggerating for the show, but uh I was, that was the part where I was like no, fair no. But also they still are the party of Ray. I mean this is like the yeah, 11th, I mean, it's the not 11th really presidential term of Ronald Reagan. Not yeah, it's it's a little different though. Um you, so did you think Ronald was a good president? Do you think was Reagan a good president? Like, or or was that just no? But the meter? <laughs> it's a different level. He's right. he's not going to call up and say, "I need you to find me votes." <laughs> you know what I mean? He he lost several elections. He but accepted that, the it, bar is really low here. Is that really the most important thing of, of the stance that a president can take? I mean, like Ronald Reagan well, the transfer of AIDS power, and like yeah. killed two, three million people. Just oh, yeah, I don't know. He's one of the worst of all time. But mm-hmm. and again, this is a very low bar. But accepting the transfer <laughs> of power is really, really important. Trump did not accept the transfer of power when he lost. I guess. He's, I guess to me, he was going to do this in twenty sixteen. He even but, said this. He's like, but the I will Democrats know did it in 2016. The Democrats like launched a five year like uh, delegitimized the election campaign. I mean, they basically and I, listen, it's not a defense of Trump. I think Trump's a piece of shit, but he won. And all Who they did, did was they, well, Hillary Clinton did it. She went on every she news or channel and said but she, how accepted, Trump, she, she accepted she the conceded results, the election. Yeah, she conceded. Difference. I mean, but to the, me, to me, it's like he did so many terrible things, Trump, that like by this point, it's like just kind of like, who cares? Like I, I was I was so I, I get what you're saying. And, and I, I understand the like the importance of it. But right. there's so many thing. There's so many things he did bad that are overlooked that it, okay. that I feel take precedence over that. As Jews, let us consider Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Sure. These people chanting Jews will not replace us. No, I, I I'm I'm told I agree. That was that was a, 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 a very bad moment. <laughs> and, and no, none of this is a defensive. Of, Trump. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, yeah like he, his enabling of those people is certainly far worse than than, than any of this. I want yeah, to it, it, it continue. Right. I mean, there's so many of those moments. Yeah. Proud right. boys. Yeah. Stand back. Stand by. You know what I mean? Um Stand back and stand by. <laughs> sure, but I mean, you got also, Joe, I mean, Joe I, Biden's I like he, building new like child prisons and stuff to, to throw Latino orphans into. I don't know that he's necessarily the civil rights king. To it's a little Trump different in. though. He's he's not going to he he does not have fans among these. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Biden has no fans. Policy matters. <laughs> Reagan yeah, did not have fans among the neo Nazis. Yes, he did. No, he, he must did. have. Not like he this. must have. Well, they they were quieter about it. That's that's Maybe the real were... difference is that Reagan knew how to put a good face on all this stuff, and Trump yes. just says yes. it. Yes, thank you, Sid. That's the real difference. Trump, but they were that, all after the same stuff. Trump's Trump just more brazen, Reagan with and that's why he failed at most of it. That's a that's a fair point, but but I still think it's wor- it's worse because at least and again, this is the, it's the lowest possible bar. Yeah. Reagan's yeah horrible, but. At least he could accept, you know, losing and 
you know, if he if he he would he would not also not say to uh, a crowd at a, at a rally of you know the, all these reporters they're terrible people they're sick that you know he this is what he trump does well the reporters were nicer to reagan than they were to trump but also reagan never lost as president so he never had the opportunity to try to steal an election good point and reagan also fucked with a lot of elections in other countries too Uh, well yeah central american land south america it's a little different it's hard to imagine him behaving the same way and again it's not it's not to defend him and um, we can we can move on, but I just had a okay. one. I had one quick thing about the transfer of power, which is, what did Trump really do? He he whined impotently on Twitter, like he put he did a lawsuit that failed. Lawsuit well, failed he tried to bully these uh, election officials. Uh, but all right, I'm not saying that he's innocent. I'm saying what really happened. He he lost. He tried to contest it. He lost that. He sued. He lost that, and then he went and played golf in his racist country club, and he hosted a stupid boxing pay per view. He's gone. Like no, the transfer he's, of he's doing, the, the transfer of power has happened. You know, he did just at a rally on Sunday. Yeah, he talks a lot. That's what Trump yeah, does. You know who appeared with him on his rally? Who who appeared with him? People running for that same position. Mm-hmm. That the guy, the guy he was bullying in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like people who are running for that position in Arizona. So he yeah, I mean, is yeah, no, they're trying systematically to systematically getting, but I don't think that's people, just him. I think that's the whole party. And like, they the were whole, exactly. This, they were I mean, it's this, both parties. Uh, the, 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 the Democrats have pristine elections. I mean, with the ask Bernie Sanders. No com- pristine elections. Nobody's, nobody's doing this. Nobody's threatening. Nobody's systematically taking over these local positions. So I think they're just better they, at it. I think the Democrats are just a disorganized mess. They they love to cheat when it benefits them. They just don't have the apparatus. They don't. Have, they're not on board with each other to pull it off as efficiently. They know I when mean, to you, stop. You a look at it that way, but it this is you know, mm-hmm. the, I'm just going by. Yeah, you know, th- these are fact. It's a fact that he he gave this rally. It's a fact mm-hmm. that he's elevating. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, these are some of our I, finest folks. <laughs> ex- exactly. exactly. She's, she's got great cans, people. You got to love her. Marjorie Taylor Greene, everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's you know, all, you know, that's all he cares about. It's yeah, it's all it's all these things. And I, I, under, I understand the argument. Well, yeah, Reagan was bad, too, but it's. What we're seeing now is just it's just a whole other level of disinformation. I think what Rob's point is, though, like, you know, I was raised to believe uh, Reagan was the devil. And when he when he died, he would be roasting on the tip of Satan's pitchfork. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like liberals do this every few years like they just rehabilitate they're rehabilitating george w bush now and cheney and like dick cheney because oh yeah he's, he's our buddy now yeah I, the I fuck out of here. Pretty, and so and, and, and in six years i feel like you know, if, if if big max and dr pepper don't do trump in he will be on the <laughs> ellen show and the view i feel like he will be rehabilitated just like all these yeah people. like if if ron DeSantis is somehow the the new uh uh nominee they're gonna be like oh remember when we had trump at least yeah. at least he was funny he was entertaining he'll just go he'll go <laughs> on know. twitter when yeah. they reinstate his twitter it's... he'll just be like 
Ron DeSantis is a loser. Yeah. Sad. And then all the liberals. Oh, my God. Trump. See, he speaks truth to power. I love Trump so much. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I am a bit of a, a news junkie, and uh, it's not CNN and just MSNBC. I so where 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 uh, to get your news? Not you, no, you but you know, people online. There's a really good article in the Atlantic. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, yeah, it's like scary article about how about the you know what about what all the preparations happening for the next uh, couple of elections, specifically 2024. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just what what's going on there? Like, no, nobody has reached that level yet. You know, it's just Trump. That's why he's. I think he's way beyond Reagan, beyond Nixon. Um. So you know, I, I, I and I'm not. I know I'm not going to change any minds with with the rap song, but I feel like all all you can do is is laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And point these things out. I mean, nothing I said in that song isn't isn't true. Do you have any new songs you're working on currently? Can you give us a little um, sneak peek? Not like that. <laughs> no, no, they only come every few months, and they're usually inspired by events. Mm-hmm. So, the Trump song, the first one, uh, Trump sucks. That was right. Uh, that was in the run up to the election in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I had done a, a social media post and just the response to it was what inspired that song. Cause it, you know, instead of like just listing all these things, you know, you shouldn't hire your daughter to work your unqualified daughter to work in the white mm-hmm. house. Um, <laughs> you know, Agreed. And th- you know, all, and all these things I mentioned in that song, I just thought, okay, I'm just going to put this to music. And I, I didn't think it would get the attention that it got, but it, it did. And, that, and that's fine. Um, but I, I should also mention that, you know, Kimmy G, my uh, rap partner in this song, we go way back. I mean, we've noticed he was, he's a guy I know he, he's work he works in television Mm-hmm. Did he do yeah, the blue blockers ad? That we yeah, we were about? wondering that last week. He reminded us. Do you remember that infomercial from like the late eighties, early? I had 90s? completely forgotten about it, but once, mm-hmm. yeah, I I remember it now. Yeah, that wasn't him though. <laughs> that that was not him. No, okay. I, I don't know. no, but he he's actually he was a neighbor of mine. Oh, huh. and uh, he used to work on the Maury Povich show. Get out of here. Doing <laughs> oh, audio. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, oh, he's like an audio video. guy? Yeah, he's like a video editor. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about like in another segment of that same show about how they used to be. Oh, no, it was on our Patreon. It was on the we did a Judge Steve Harvey episode. And uh, we were talking about how in the Maury show, they have people gesticulating wildly, telling the audience how to react to things. Yeah, so that to me is the coolest job on the Maury show. <laughs> uh, what, what you know, we could we we could wrap it up and thank you so much uh, for, for all the time that, that you've given. Yeah, us yeah, it's, about this. it's this fun really to fun. talk about it and yeah, yeah. answer uh, questions. Yeah. Do you talk to like other metal musicians about politics? Like, I'm I'm assuming you're not reaching out to Ted Nugent, but like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. obviously there are very varying political points of view. 
uh, and being so outspoken, do you ever hear from someone who is on the other side or even on the left and they reach out to you and, and you guys get into it? Um, not that many. Um, it's kind of interesting because of, I've heard from some that just think, oh, yeah, everybody sucks. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all politics is bad. The whole media is corrupt. Why don't you talk about the whole media? Well, I, I think it's, it's, you know, Fox specifically, the, everybody I mentioned in that song is part of this text leak. People that were in communication with Trump on or around January 6th. So I, I can't say that about the other media. So I think, you know, it, that's it's unfair to tell me just do a song about the whole media. But anyway, I have heard about that. I've um, I had an interesting as far as like somebody known. I mean, usually it's it's folks that agree with me. I'll be I'll be honest, like usually on mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, I've got, you know, got this whole constituency <laughs> there and uh and it's kind of funny so d is well, yeah we'll sometimes be on the same tweet thread um i'm sorry somebody you guys are probably not a fan of but uh tracy guns of la guns we is, have no quarrel with tracy yeah okay no. <laughs> why what would why would we what's the i don't know you know he's glam metal you know he's not exactly uh oh i like uh, glam metal yeah as fan. yeah okay. um yeah, and he's uh, you know he, he's very active on, and we we've we're in a lot of the same threads. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, it gets interesting because he knows um, Richard Marx, and we've, <laughs> oh yeah, we've had some threads where we're we're all in the same thread together. Wow, it's like a star-studded Slack chat here. Kind of, There's yeah. A super group. <laughs> uh, as far as like heavier music. I I was I was really surprised when like you know Rob Flynn would retweet my stuff or, or respond and but I guess he's, he's been yeah, pretty I outspoken guess, too. He's pretty outspoken, yeah. 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 Did anybody in like like Testament or Alex Skolnick trio like ever say anything about the rapping? Oh they've you know like the Testament guys, I mean they remember me and my friends, yeah, when I joined that band, I was in high school and I had a mm. couple friends and we would like make up raps. Like raps about, about Jimmy Carter and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't want to date you. Sorry. Just... No, I mean, this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely Reagan. Era, oh, right. But, uh, no, it wasn't even political, but um, yeah, actually, I. It's so funny. Eric Peterson remembered one of my raps from way back then mm-hmm. that I did with my, and it was about um, losing weight. <laughs> Can we hear a little bit, a few bars, bits and yeah. bars? You eat, <laughs> you eat too much. You never stop. You buy all your clothes in a fat man's shop. Your oh. mother's name is Sarah Lee. Your father <laughs> is Chef Boy RD. Just oh. eat less. Why don't you try it? Huh. You won't stop rapping until you go on a diet. Huh. <laughs> oh, this MF spitting right here. <laughs> and Eric, right. he remembered that from way back when. And he did he rap it he, to you? No, he but he like responded online. 
with those <laughs> when my rap wow. when my first rap came out. It was like, wow. <laughs> I gotcha. Oh, was there so a, a particular funny. fat person like, you were talking about? Or? No, it was just, uh, you know, we were ju- just being young and ridiculous. So, All right. And then, you know, it's in, the, it's in the same spirit. I mean, even though I'm actually talking about, you know, stu- subjects that get people riled up because it's political, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of in the, in the same spirit. And that's why there's funny sound effect and, and everything. You know, even in the first rap video, Trump sucks. You know, I have the line, Kim Jong-un just launched another rocket. You know, yeah. and there's the, the sound effect. You should do a song about Kim Jong-un going on a diet. He's a little chubby. <laughs> <That would be. laughs> His mother's dangerous. name is Chef Boy RD. <laughs> I'm I'm looking I'm looking for subjects. I need some uh, I have one I could do. pitch to you if you want, uh, but it's a little controversial. I think you should okay. reach out to John Schaefer and do a duet where you each oh, try to shit. convince each other of your <laughs> opposite <laughs> beliefs. If you could find him, I hear I think he's, he's a little right tied now. up right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it by video. Hopefully not jail. literally. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't kick shame. <laughs> well, Alex, thank you so <laughs> One last thing for me, Alex. I think yeah. we just caught a brief glimpse of your fridge in the background. Could we get like a clear shot of the fridge? I'm just curious what your fridge looks like. Oh, <laughs> I want to make sure it's running. This is real reporting, nice. not like fake yeah. news. There we go. Alex well, Alex, thank you so much for your time. Like I said, you know, despite our our riffs on your on your oh, rap songs, we're huge fans and you know love you, Testament. Big fan of Alex Golic Trio. So you're and, doing and your thank, job. You guys have a job to do. Rob and right, I have yeah. seen Alex Skolnick Trio live in New yeah. York City. So. Oh, very good. Cool. Did you pay or were you on the guest list? I don't no, know, we Rob. Paid. Did we pay? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, we paid. We paid. <laughs> nice. I remember when um, the Anthony Weiner scandal happened, and uh, he said to John, him and John Stewart were friends, and mm-hmm. right. John Stewart it was like, like summer camp. Like I'm gonna have to go after you, and he said, you know, you have to be John Stewart. That's your job. <laughs> although, well, yeah. although, and that yeah. actually made me pre like Anthony Weiner for a second, and then he had yeah. another scandal, and then it's just like, yeah, I kept uh, being like, okay, maybe because I really liked him as a politician, but then yeah. all me first, too. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was it was a really big bumper because like politically, and I would I, never I, defend. I that's the funny thing is like people bring him up and Cuomo and these guys. I would never defend these people. Just because I'm going after the people that I'm going after, that's yeah, I'm not Mm -hmm. defending him. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, I think that kind of cost the the election as more than Russia's. You know, they had to go back into Hillary's computer because of this guy because of his. It didn't help. Her aide was his wife. Uh, You you mentioned your high school rapping. I just want to say that like 14 year old high school version of me is just right now like giddy that we got Alex Skolnick to say wiener twice on a, on a show. It's <laughs> fantastic. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, Alex, uh, ha- have a great rest of your evening. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, guys, Alex. enjoy the rest of the show. Talk Trump. Cheers. I mean, Thanks. Trump sucks. So <laughs> there you go. All right. That was Alex Skolnick. Bless his soul. What a wow. great sport. Follow him on uh, social media at Alex Skolnick. And uh, I was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. That was really, really good. And 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 what a good sport. And and we wish 
you know, next maybe next week we could have Ivan Moody on and, and talk to him about all the things. <laughs> I think Are you our, saying they're like uh, on the same level? I feel like our list of grievances with Ivan Moody are a bit more personal than with, yeah, yeah. with Alex Kolek. So. Alex Kolek, like we we like Alex Kolek. Yeah. So, uh, but what what a guy that was great. I still can't. I I, I can't. Uh, it's going to take days for me to process that that actually really just happened. <laughs> like you said, wild. it was a, in our chat privately. That's a full circle meme. That's like something from the first year of our show. Yeah, yeah. episode eighteen. <laughs> It's the nice. first time back I and, uh, and listen to that episode today, and please don't go back and, and judge us for what we say there. Yeah. Really? What's <laughs> bad about it? Yeah. Well, let, let's not reel it off. I could if you want me to. But <laughs> no, no. You did say that you found the Space Monkey song. Oh, that yeah, that's cool. right. So we did, the, which you, you talked about on this show within the last few months, I believe. Mm-hmm. You mentioned yeah. this band that you liked, that you can't find anything online about them anymore. Mm-hmm. But in that same episode where I we start the the whole Alex Skolnick meme, we do thrash it or trash it, and you played a Space Monkey song. Did it get so thrashed? You at least, I, did, I do not recall. I was just fast-forwarding looking for the Skolnick references. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, so at least it exists online in that capacity. That's cool. You can yeah, extract they're... the file. I will look at it. They, they. I thought they were very good, but maybe it's my taste. Who knows? But that that episode is crazy. There's Jenny telling the story of her students wanting to touch her feet. Mm. There is the caller who called us while he was on PCP. It's mm. a legendary episode. I feel like a lot of those old ones. Like there's still stuff that we go back to from those because if like I was listening to it for the first time since 2009 and it felt like it happened six months ago like wow. it felt so fresh and recent it's crazy yeah. it's I, I listen to some of those old shows and like it's a weird uh, sort of balance because it's the content is a lot more raw and stuff like mm-hmm. you know stuff we wouldn't say now but I feel like w- us just the way we interact is exactly the same yep like we have not lost any of that yep for sure which I'm proud of yeah, I totally agree. We're we're pretty great. <laughs> uh, and uh, really quickly, I want to mention, Darren, you brought it up during the interview. You should check out our Patreon if you like what you hear, you want to hear more. Patreon.com slash RIP Alivecast. And we have two bonus episodes up a month. You, if you get in there, you get access to all the bonus episodes. We've been doing almost two years worth of bonus episodes. It's pretty crazy now. Uh, and we just posted an incredible episode, one of our favorite episodes yet, which is our watch-along of the Fred Durst-directed movie, The Fanatic, starring John Travolta. The movie is not fresh. It's not good. <laughs> It's uh, it's brutal, but we had a really, really fun time roasting it. One of my favorite roasts. And I do want to mention, as a subscriber to our regular podcast feed, we put our top of the month episode up for free. You can listen to it in the same feed. It's, it would come on right after this episode you're listening to right now. And the episode is our roundtable discussion about all the Matrix movies. We had essentially a full episode where all we did was just discuss all four Matrix movies. We talked about how much we love the first one. We talked about thoughts about the second and third one. And we really went into it about the brand new fourth one. And uh, we had varying degrees of not liking it. <laughs> uh, or I, I, I would say I liked it, but uh, Sid and Darren did not like it. Um, 
So it, it was a really fun time. Patreon.com slash RIP Alivecast. I also want to mention this is probably going to be the last week that we are going to be posting the episode on metalinjection.net. So if you want to subscribe, like the feed won't change. If so, in your podcast app, if you get us in your podcast app, you'll get it just the way you would. However, if you uh, go to the website to get it, uh, it's I mean, if you go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, it will redirect you to our new website, which is ripalivecast.com. So uh, that's where you can just get access to all the archives. The archives are always going to be free. You can listen to them all there. And if you want to send us some feedback, we have a new email address, ripalivecast at gmail.com. That's our address. Let us know what you think. And so uh, as we move on here... I want to talk about uh, an amazing video that I stumbled upon that the YouTube algorithm presented to me, which is a 2020 report uh, for 2020, the show, not the year. Right. The, the show 2020, which was a new show on ABC and it starred Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs. And uh, they, uh, they did a report on heavy metal in 1987. So to put this into context, 1987, uh, you know, metal is kind of fresh still, relatively fresh on MTV. You know, MTV's only been around for three years. Uh, so back in the days when Alex Golnick was just rapping about fat people. So I feel like, you know, not much was known about heavy metal. And I think and watching this, it was really mind blowing because of how I don't know if inaccurate is the term, maybe misleading is the term. Cause all uh all I kept hearing was all I kept see, thinking about was like, well, I know enough about metal to know that this isn't true. So what about when they do news reports on things that I don't know about? You know, what are they saying that's not true as well? You know, and like well sure. as we watch it, we'll see. But I think we'll have like this is a 17 minute report. I think we're going to have an amazing time uh, watching this. And I would like to watch as much of it as we can, can get through. But if it gets tiresome, we can move on. But I don't think it will because there's just so much to roast. So <laughs> oh, no. here we go. I'm Hugh Downs. And I'm Barbara Walters. And this is 2020. 2020. Yeah, baby. I, I honestly got a little nostalgic for this. Yeah, she's, I, I, she's so spot on to her, the people that do impressions of her. Yes. Yeah. And Barbara Walters. And also, like, uh, 2020, I feel it was like the new show in the 80s. Like, everyone watched it. It was in yeah. prime time. And, and 60 Minutes was the other yeah. one. Right, right, right. I always was a 2020 loyalist. Yeah, it came out right after TGIF. It was easy to watch. <laughs> Is that right? For certain. Yeah. Fridays, 8 to 10 would be like the TGIF, and then 10 p.m. would be... But 2020 was even before the concept of TGIF. Oh, I don't know. I believe. Signs of kids. Who are they? Are they misunderstood? If anything's on my mind, I just go and sit in my room and play some music. There has been yeah. heavy metal concerts. That kid wasn't listening to heavy metal. Parents who oh. don't understand. It's so funny to me. Like, are they just misunderstood? Like, what do you think these people are going to go? Like, it feels like they really think people are going to listen to heavy metal and then go out and murder people. 
Like that's legitimately yeah. what these people. I mean, what these are people who grew up on Perry Como. You know, they they hmm. can't really fu- fully conceptualize what Iron Maiden <laughs> is. You know, yeah. Or Judas. And, and it's like, and by the way, go ahead. They're almost there. It's not that you listen to heavy metal and it makes you want to kill people. It's that you're the kind of person that already wants to kill people. And you happen to also like heavy metal because that's that music appeals to murderers. Just to be logical. <laughs> it doesn't create murderers. It just entertains them between murders. But but Bruce when, Dickinson comes off like Marilyn Manson in uh, Bowling for Columbine. Uh, I just wanted to say when Sid listens to heavy metal, he does want to murder himself. <laughs> yes, so right. Yeah. Uh, murder himself. That's different, though. Oh, well, I guess that's what they're worried about. Yeah. Right. We're a negative influence. We let the kids explain it. Storm Phillips reports. Oh, Storm. Look at this graphic. Whoa. I didn't even know Stone Phillips was on ABC. I thought he was a strictly NBC Dateline kind of guy. Heavy metal music. We're going to be talking about that next. (laughs) Like, that's so crazy. Have you heard of heavy metal music? Like, like it was a thing people haven't heard of in 1987. Yeah, we're not talking about 1977. I mean, it's been around by this point quite a while. I was just saying, uh, while you logged off for a moment, I do think that. In the mainstream, it is relatively fresh. MTV is only three years old. You know, it's not so like, like they played a ton of heavy metal really early on. Yeah. So, so in the mainstream, you, you could see how like most people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Baba Wow. The young fans yeah. love it. Some parents are frightened by what they think it does to their children. What would right, it do? Phillips lets the kids explain it. The children of heavy metal right after this. At least they went and talked to the kids, though. That's the best part. Is, Heavy is metal music. What kinds of kids? Usually they do it? these things. It really drive- it's like they're talking to scared parents and shit and teachers. Yeah, I, it's a, it's actually it, it's a very it's a very interesting report for what the kids are saying and how they interpret what they're saying. Look at that freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, can I make a suggestion? Play this at one point two five speed better chance of us getting through all of it i'm not and saying it because i don't want to see it i'm just saying to parents i want to make sure we get all of it i put some benny hill music yeah when 2020 continues oh there's no <laughs> when a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish images and violent theatrics and even suicide it demands our attention. It's like, how is it linked to suicide? Somebody, oh, someone, somebody's yeah. sued for it because they thought, you know, it hasn't been linked to suicide. You know, like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the word link is doing a lot of the lifting there. Yeah. Like, what does that actually mean? Need our attention. So is Barbara Walters' surgeon. Is a lockdown to so-called heavy metal music. Are they despairing? What are their common bonds? And as Stone Phillips asks, is there a message that may be too loud for us to hear? We should have kept Alex on for this. I, I have to. I love the the melodrama here. Queen <laughs> of that shit. Is the message too loud for us to hear? She's the American Sharon Osbourne. What is this garbage you're watching? I want to watch the news. Good evening. It was rock and roll turned ugly. A rock riot in New Jersey topped the local news. There were rock and roll. And Wait, Chubby Checker was there. Post-concert fight captures the headlines. The hockey talk man. At one arena. This was uh, so. This was at Meadowlands. Riot mm. after Iron Maiden show at the Meadowlands, uh, a famed venue, is right outside Giant Stadium. I'm sh- I'm sure that no concerts uh, featuring uh, other genres ever experienced. Yeah, there's riot. never been any other any riots. Rolling Stones never had a riot. 
famously stopped by Hell's Angels. Well, well, started by, not stopped. Started by. Well, started and stopped. Nice. <laughs> I started it. I'm gonna end it. <laughs> That's right. The impact of this loud, raucous music, heavy metal music, played here by the supergroup Iron Maiden. And the other thing I thought about here too is like for Iron Maiden and Megadeth, like what great exposure. You're on fucking ABC. Yeah. You're t- like they're telling like if you're a kid watching this, they're telling you like your parents are gonna be afraid of this music. Mm-hmm. Like this is the best. Sure. PR. Also, for those listening, I do want to say we are speeding up this video. That's why all the music and everything sounds a little faster. Flamboyant bands, lyrics obsessed with sex, Satanism, and even suicide. Like, I'm sorry, lyrics obsessed with sex. Are, isn't all music yeah. lyrics obsessed with sex? Like every genre back to like the early 1900s? But like 80s know? R&B didn't have songs like Fuck Like a Beast. Uh-huh. So it was just the, once again, it's like the difference between Reagan and Trump. <laughs> Metal was just more literal mm. in their obsession. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of literal R&B songs from the 70s and disco songs. Name one. I'll look. I'll, I'll look some up. I can't. What about tutti fruity, isn't that like not about anal sex or whatever? But does he say I want to fuck you in the ass in it? He said it in the in those um like the club versions before they put it on the radio. Oh really? Yeah, that's an it's a yeah. very explicit, very explicit. Yeah. If you look right. it up, look up the old lyrics to tutti fruity. <laughs> well, kids in the eighties weren't really rocking <laughs> Little Richard that much. So I, no, I'm saying, but he rock- up to. Like Rob's saying, what before this? When did, mm. was it about sex? You know, and a Iron cool. Maiden, very sexually charged band. Yeah, I yeah. When I think sex, I think Iron <laughs> yeah. and, and Megadeth. Yeah. And bands, lyrics obsessed with sex, Satanism, and even suicide. This is not mainstream rock and roll. It's the music of today's teen rebellion. What's it about? <laughs> Togetherness, man. We gotta stick together. Fight. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Fight for nice diverse squad there. Uh, also, first of all, I love I love this answer. I love these kids who are probably older than we are. Uh, and probably uh, my age. Probably my age. I was thirteen when this happened. So, and also the accents here, because obviously they're in the Northeast. Mm, just going to be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, like the kids are the best part of this because it's like, no, we're just fucking <laughs> some fucked up kids. You know, like we're fine. Yeah. Right, man. Listen to our music. As metal mania grows, so does the heavy metal debate. I think it's time. That's Frank Zappa was saying. If your kid comes home with a, an album with a guy with a chainsaw between his legs, you better find out what what that music is talking about. Critics say there's something seriously wrong with metal music. Frank Zappa said that. I want to point out now. So, like, as he's saying, there's critics are saying there's something seriously wrong with the metal music. They're showing all the awesome Iron Maiden album art, <laughs> which again, yeah. if you're a kid, you're like, "Whoa, I need are. to check everything out." Yeah, I think what Frank Zappa time. said, by the way, is that like parents should he he's distorting it. Like parents should be are complaining that kids are listening to all this stuff, but why aren't you on top of what your kids listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think that now I remember the interview is like, hey, do you think kids should be listening to your music? And he says, well, I don't think it's up to me. I think parents, if they see a kid bring a home a album with whatever, they should see what it's about. That's what he was saying, which I think is a a reasonable thing. If you don't want your kids fucking listening to it, you should pay attention to what they're fucking doing. Case by case. Critics say there's something seriously wrong with metal music, outrageous by design, that it may have contributed to a number of teenage suicides, like the ones in Bergenfield, New Jersey, March 11th. Four young people died in a suicide pact. A heavy metal cassette box was found at the scene. Later that same week, reporters... I feel like this is the type of story... 
Wait like, a minute, is- wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're talking about a four-person suicide pact, and the reporter here's last name is Barry. Oh you are why? Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. I'm blown away that like like this would be liable nowadays if if the news were to try to make a liable or liable? Liable. Or both. We'll be liable for liable. We're at the scene of another scene I, I think you got to send someone else and tell Chris Berry to sit this one out. <laughs> Unbelievable. The most metal name of any reporter ever, other than maybe Stone Phillips. Who's the other guy on this? Like they've. Murder Von Hatchet face covering this story, this tragic story. A heavy metal cassette box was found at the scene. Later that same week, reporters were at the scene of another suicide case in Illinois. In this case, music may also be involved. Her family says Nancy Grannon was obsessed by lyrics from the rock band Metallica, lyrics she wrote down. I have lost. Well, I mean, this I understand. Like when we did our our listen along to the Metallica cover album, I did want to kill myself. So, yes, I guess you could say. No, no. no. You know what she did? She made a mixtape where she listened to eight uh, of the versions of the exact same song over and over over again, (laughs) each song eight times. And that made her kill herself. She says Nancy Grannon was obsessed by lyrics from the rock band Metallica, lyrics she wrote down. I have lost the will to live. Simply nothing more to give. I will just say goodbye. So before goodbye. Metallica, oh, <laughs> hang up on that fuck. <laughs> before Metallica, nobody has ever written a song about suicide, mm-hmm. and, and and just by listening to a song about suicide, you will want to kill yourself. That, that the, is what. The, what? Well, none of these people ever seem to acknowledge that, like people who are suicidal because of their shitty life that they live with you go out yeah. and speak a song about suicide it's not yeah. the other way around like yeah. they're drawn to it because someone's finally relating to them unlike your shitty parenting and brothering that you it's exactly like life. what i was saying before about the murderers the murderers seek out that music because they're already murderers the suicidal <laughs> right. people seek out music that just it's the same <laughs> exact thing did you ever see dead poet society Yes. This reminds me of that. Like the kid. Oh, spoiler alert for Dead Poets Society. <laughs> it's been out 35 years, but just in case. Uh, they, they One of the kids kills himself. And the very next day, the parents are like, you know, suing the school and suing the teacher and all this stuff. Because really he killed himself because his parents were fucking assholes. And the parents immediately go into denial mode. That's what this is. All these fucking. That's what this. Uh, these segments are all for. These shitty parents. And then, to... spoiler, spoiler alert, the teacher ends up killing himself also way yeah. later on. <laughs> oh. oh, how dare you? Soiled I mean, he did. Was yeah. it because of that yeah. movie? Maybe. I mean, maybe he listened to some Metallica 47 times oh. in a row, too. Oh. Well, he's from Northern California, too, so yeah. Oh, jeez. R.I.P. a legend. What is this freeze frame now? Yeah, let's go around. Like Ali Sheedy criticizes a song by Ozzy Osbourne. Lindsay Lohan and Frank. Oh, no, this picture in California. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, my God. Wait, does he have boogers? Criticizes a song by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, no, I think it's the lighting hitting the back of yeah. his mouth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think those, that's <laughs> just residue, cocaine residue still could in be. there. Form little posts. It, it could be any of the above. Pills. Being suicide in California. Consider now for yourself. Kenneth Keith McCollum back. (laughs) This doesn't seem that bad. Wait, hold on. Uh Uh-oh, copyright strike. (laughs) Suicide. That might be why. That's not that bad. Come on. 
Hold on. It might have been cut out on the video. Yeah. The video oh, oh! I thought there was something with my computer. I see what you're saying. I think he's the probably, video guy playing Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just skip ahead to the. Uh... I see. So they're playing Suicide Solution. Mm-hmm. But isn't the whole song the music has prompted pickets? Isn't it what? Burnings, even anti- about how you sh- Yeah, it's anti-suicide. Right, but they they're not go doing that much research. They're yeah. Just, like, they just <laughs> that, look at the that, That's what I'm saying. It's like. They're only doing they're doing so little research about this topic where we know the truth, you know, mm-hmm. like it makes me question, like, what about these things? You know, what about when they do a topic on like some important science thing? Like they could be just as off, just yeah. as reporting only half the story and nobody would be the wise. The failing news, failing news media, the lying, uh, lying. The CNN. music has prompted pickets, record burnings, even congressional hearings or a call for record companies to print lyrics on album covers as a guide for concerned parents. on covers debate over censorship. Music. That's Tipper excessive. Yeah. Oh, look at this, Karen. If I met Tipper Gore in real life, I'd be like, "Hey, why the long face?" Damn, <laughs> I never knew. I'm that. That's points to you for spotting Tipper Gore. I never knew oh, yeah. really. I wouldn't have known immediately what she looked. Oh like. yeah, from so many music documentaries. That's yeah, exactly. The only reason I know her. Debate over censorship. I certainly know her and her exploits, but I wouldn't have spotted her face like that founder of the Parents Music Resource Center. Parents should realize that we have explicit and graphic sex, extreme violence, suicide in lyrics that is going to children that are sometimes not even teenagers yet and young teenagers. I mean, that's why it annoys the hell out of me that people are saying that we're a negative influence. I just wish people would get a sense of proportion. About ah, right amazing world. photo of Slayer. Who are the real people that are poisoning people's minds and why are they doing it? We say things to people that mean something. I mean... In our own little way that kids kids can relate to. Free. Just just think, the Supreme Court denied that woman a chance to be the vi- the first lady of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> what a missed opportunity! <laughs> what, what a smart lady. Now, SOD, that album, I can get behind banning. <laughs> that album, yeah, that is so. It is very problematic. Let's I'm kidding about banning. I don't think even problematic things should be banned, but I, I, it is yeah, pretty, yeah. it's pretty hard. It does not hold up. <laughs> I, yeah, musically, it holds up. Yeah, it's fun, but it's just... I, but I think they were even doing it stupidly. Like, they knew... Oh, yeah, stuff. for sure. They yeah, espoused yeah. that stuff, but it's just not good to do. little testament. Uh, what are these heavy metal rockers saying to kids? Mm. And why are millions of teenage Americans listening? To find out, because it rules, stage at this heavy metal concert to meet Iron Maiden, and we went back to school to meet the kids who go to heavy metal concerts who belong to the heavy metal crowd. Kids like these with hormones popping, kids who will be our guides into a world most adults are strangers to. You better cut that video quick. That's so fucking like it. It looks like they're fighting, but they're just you know, they probably like, hey, kids, why don't you mosh around for the camera? Yeah, they're like you know people I mean? raised in the in the forties not know what horseplay is. Like they're just goofing yeah. around. <laughs> the a school with a reputation for excellence, but like just about every other high school in America, yeah, members only has jacket. its own group of so-called <laughs> tough kids, hoods, or burnouts. Some into drinking or drugs. <laughs> this is this is where. When I was watching this, I was like, okay, before I was like, maybe we should watch this. But when he did this intro, I was like, no, we got to watch this. Bro, look <laughs> like, at that. Look at that Brazzers freeze frame. You got. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nothing stone about that mouth. That's like three <laughs> seconds from the nut shot. 
three seconds from the nutshot with Alex Skolnick. That'll go over real well. <laughs> burnouts. What? Like he's calling these people. He's interviewing burnouts and hoods. Drugs. Others who aren't into much of anything at all, except heavy metal music. You got a Cosby show that members only play music in the hall. Talking about anybody else. Yeah, seriously. The high, so it's hard to tell here just who belongs to the heavy metal crowd and who doesn't. But after school, Teenek's heavy metal contingent is hard to miss. Meet Alex, Mike, Nassim, and Melissa, four devoted heavy metal fans. Yeah! This is it. This is the hot stuff. This is the hot stuff. <laughs> Alan, turn it off for a no, second. That's, so that's I love Don- this, this is the hot stuff. Turn it off for a second. <laughs> no, Stone. No, Stone. That's Donna Summer. This is something else. <laughs> S O D, stormtroopers of death. What does that mean? Stormtroopers of death. I love that. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, what are they about? What it is? Yeah, it's from Star Wars, dipshit. Now move on. Next question. The lead singer lives like three blocks from here. Go knock on his door and ask him. What are you bothering me for? Hey, look, Mike Zakarian. That was the fifth uh, System of a Down member. Me down, guys. You know, if anything's on my mind, I just go and sit in my room and play some music and just sit down and think. And you can sort of drown out the world yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, it calms me down. For the most part, these kids are not star athletes or straight-A students. Hey. Most don't belong to any high school clubs or hang out with the popular crowd. They're all potential school shooters. It's like, can you imagine? Like, what a dick. It's like, they don't, who these cares are the about losers. the popular crowd? Look, they have their own crew. They're all friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, popular with their friends. What the fuck? Yeah. Like they don't Is that your friend in, Nick? Especially in the classroom. What? It's like, you know, some people don't want to go to college. They want to do something else. I mean, once you get out of high school, you figure that you've been in school okay. enough. No way that guy's 14. <laughs> oh, someone gave him the horns. Did you see that? <laughs> talking metal music with their friends. The music is what brings them together. It's their way of belonging. Their rooms are retreat from school and from cliques they can't relate to. They got preps in here. They got the nerds, and they got... Okay, that guy's a teamster. You know, that ain't guys, no like, fucking yeah, high he's in <laughs> 40s. Yeah, how is this guy 15? Fuck out of here. It's weird. Anytime I see footage from the 80s, the people all look 20 years older than their actual age. It was such a rough decade for just physical appearance in general. God damn. He's just like, yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to some fucking ACDC while I protect your kids from drinking piss from the fucking water fountain. It's exactly that. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! Ten thousand like multicolored shirts, and you know, like those idiots over there, and they go and play frisbee in the middle of the field. What the fuck? You using a fucking field to play fucking sports with? Fuck out of here! Metal crowd, we're just a cover. Uh-oh. Instead of people just ignoring them, saying they're heavy metal kids, they need some support. They need some people to inspire them. Is this Temple them. Grandin? Um, some people to look up to. Let's I think Brandon. being a teenager is really lonely. Uh, they do have people to look up to. Fucking James Hetfield from Metallica and Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden and Karen. Oh, man. You, really you don't know. But I mean, this part that she says is true. I think being a teenager is really lonely, Todd. You don't know who to trust maybe that maybe when you grow up it's the same thing but right now i mean i've i've never felt lonely and i don't think i think a lot of people feel a lot of teenagers feel that way i think stone is leaning in a little too hard yeah i was about to say he's like are you really lonely this may be a crossover maybe a crossover episode with chris hansen (laughs) that's fucking right 
Look at there's the reaction like shot of my face. <laughs> this song by the group Megadeth is about nuclear war. Yeah. Like you talk about the future and everything, and like there might not ever be a future because they're still making all these weapons and everything. And I think about peace a lot. But make no mistake, this is not the peace summer of love. Is about nuclear Hope war. Is not their thing. There's a group uh, called Motley Crue that's very popular with kids. They have uh, an album that has sold two million copies with lyrics like this: "Quote, not a woman but a whore. I can taste the hate. Well, now I'm killing you. Watch your face turning blue." Unquote. And that's just what he says yeah. to his friends that he's driving to buy a drink. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> and also, it's like a lot of people didn't listen to Motley Crue, but like Motley Crue was kind of over at this point. No, the they were that. huge in 87. What are you talking more about? more attention to the lyrics than they do. Those kind of songs yeah, don't. That was when girls, girls, uh, girls, girls, girls it uh, says the wrong kind of thing. Yeah, it does. We shouldn't say, like, you know, bad things about what women do, you know. Just like putting them down. It's like not all songs talk about that, though. So you just avoid the music that you don't like. That's all. How yeah, are these 16-year-olds <laughs> coming off better than fucking Tipper Gore? You know what I mean? It's a low bar, like yeah. we were talking yeah. about before. It's a very low bar. And suicide. The kids in Teaneck say they were shocked by the suicides in Bergenfield, the town next door. But they still think it's wrong to blame the music. Why didn't we kill ourselves yet? Because we listened to the same thing, and... I was wondering the same thing, Mike. Why, why haven't you killed yourself? Yeah. <laughs> kill yourself you know? Let's. Can we get a follow up? Maybe he did kill himself. Oh, oh. that's after this aired. He's oh. like, God damn, I look like I'm four six. <laughs> Actually, but that's what Barbara Walter says. Shortly after this was recorded. Well, this is 30, 30 years ago. He's like almost fifty now, and he and he's probably looks seventy five. So. Oh my God! Seriously. It's just a song. You're not gonna go out and do it unless you got real bad problems and everything. It's like not the music that's going to kill you. It's yourself. Music journalist Charlie. Honestly, if we're taking lyrics from the 80s that literally, like Lionel Richie had a song called Dancing on the Ceiling. If you tried to do that, you'd break your fucking neck and actually die. It's true. Nobody's yelling about Lionel Richie. He wrote a love song to his daughter. (laughs) Oh, no. Who, by the way, is Nicole Richie? You know. But adopted, adopted, so it's okay. Oh, is it? Okay. It's like wait, listen, and Woody Allen was doing it. <laughs> you want the legal Metal route? Culture. He married her. Friend. I believe it may be healthy in a way. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today, uh, the same way. That- Look at that computer. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, they have someone like reason, like a, a rational adult. Well, yeah. Look at him. That That's a fake. He's wearing a fake mustache. Why? Yeah. What's he hiding? Well, he was uh, he was on. He was a stunt double for Rob Reiner on All in the Family. <laughs> now he's got to work. And then he got that. addicted to heroin. He looks like a junkie, <laughs> oh. junkie meathead. The blues used to speak to the spare and yeah, the real Rob Reiner blew black. up and he went yeah. the opposite direction. Yeah. In the South, um, there, without heavy metal, there would be there would probably be a lot more suicides because metal and, and certain other forms of rock give teenagers something to believe in that they get no place else. Yeah! Basically, teenage metal fans feel adults just overreact to the music, don't understand it or give it a chance. Like the teenager in this music video, ah! they feel themselves constantly colliding with the adult Wait world. Wait a minute. What video is that? Yeah, I have no idea. If it's never too seen loud, you're too old. This guy hey, rules. Father, for example, he never shared his son's devotion to the music Never quite understood, as Jay transformed himself into a heavy metal aficionado at age oh, no. I kept telling myself that I had to appreciate his music, and I would listen to it. It lasted about 30 seconds, and then I'd yell, turn it down. But seriously, I, I have no objection to what music he likes to listen to. And if... Would you? What? Turn it down. Would I turn it down? No. Uh, I, I mean, if he up. plays it a little too I loud, I, if he plays it too loud, I break his other arm. That's all there is to it. <laughs> So great. That was like a heavy metal parking lot moment. 
I turn it up. Love it. I don't know what heavy heavy metal is really like. Could it be worse than? Can I give like who? Oh boy! Tolerates the heavy metal culture, or tries to. If it's like the music that you listen to. Yeah, played with that. And the music is mild compared to this. This is called moshing, a dance popular among the metal crowd. At times, it looks more like a contact sport. And what about this? Stage diving, a common occurrence at heavy metal concerts all over the country. Jay broke his wrist stage diving a few months ago. Yeah. Fellow fans insist they look out for one another. You don't want to get hurt. Everybody kind of, brother, kind of brotherhood. Listen, ah, you little shit. You tell him you broke your fucking wrist yeah. stage diving whenever you're on camera, all right? Really? That's what happens when he doesn't turn it down. <laughs> also, it's so crazy to think now, like, stage diving happens at fucking, like, Coachella or whatever, like, like yeah. you know, the most hippie events now. Like, it's so mainstream. But, like, in 1987, this was a foreign concept to the mainstream. I remember when I saw Lollapalooza one of those years and Wu-Tang was there. And uh, they were stage diving. It was like, yo, motherfuckers is crazy. Yo, yo motherfuckers is crazy. Yeah. That, it's amazing that you brought that up. I swear to God, episode 18, where we talk about Alex Skolnick, you tell that fucking story. Wow, really? I don't even remember how it came up, but you tell the story of Method Man freaking out at Lollapalooza about how crazy That's- the white people were. It's true. That's what he was doing. <laughs> so many full circle moments tonight. This is fucking wild. I swear I didn't listen back to that. <laughs> They look out for one another. You don't want to get hurt. Everybody's got like a little kind of brotherhood. No one wants to get hurt. Everybody keeps their arms down. It's trust. Yeah. It's, it looks. I admit, when I first saw it, I, I got scared. But it's not. I'm, I'm all sweaty. But it's it's fun. Still, some counseling groups say heavy metal. Yeah, you are sweaty. Get away from me. Advocate a tough stance with rules to demetal kids, impose a dress code, tear down posters, and turn off the stereos. Wait, wait. Let's go back. Let's see if we could read this whole list. As a very small. And advocate a tough stance. Do not dress in any style that represents punk or heavy metal. Capitalized punk. Nice. Do not wear hair, dye, or cut in In any any style style that that represents punk rock or heavy metal. Do not associate with any punk rock or heavy metal. Punk rockers or heavy metalers. (laughs) Do not wear any punk rock or heavy metal accessories, earrings, or jewelry, spikes, or studs. Do not frequent any place where punk rock or heavy metal is main interest. Uh, main interest. Thank you. Do not listen to punk oh, rock or heavy I love, metal music. Oh, I love the test number six. <laughs> Do not write, draw, or something. Use vocabulary. Use vocabulary or hand gesture. Hand gesture. By the way, to our audio listeners, it's not that I'm you know reading at a first grade level. It's very blurred. That's it's why small I'm and blurry. Yeah. Both things yeah. can be true. Oh, come that on. was Rob's nickname in high school. Small and blurry. <laughs> uh, what was what's the last one? Do not possess do not or possess display them. any punk rock or heavy metal material or posters. Posters. Oh, yeah. I, thought said, I thought it said posture. I mean, there there there's already another rule that mentions posters. Why do they need to cover that twice? But the yeah, music thing is only mentioned already. once. The music okay. isn't the real. That's the, the culture. Shit. You come home late, they start bitching at you and everything. You know, or clean your room or take the dog out or something like that. You know, get yeah. home with them and you know, tell them to go to hell. So keep all your anger and stuff. Okay, okay. So young Timothy Shell, man. I'll kill you. I'll rip out your ear. <laughs> like he said, I'll, I'll kick you out of the house, get your name changed, spaghetti. And then I was like, what's so long about having an earring? 
There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Only girls know that. Who says? I got to say, when I was a kid, I don't know about you guys, in Brooklyn, there were a good amount of black kids with thick, hardcore, like Brooklynese, Italian-sounding accents. Oh, sure. I, feel, I feel like I never see that anymore, like walking around. Yeah, no. It's just weird I'm how okay that with disappeared. That. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was a, a way of showing the diversity of the place that I lived, like everyone just sort of was different in their own way, but also assimilated and got along and their accents would intermix with each other. And now it seems like everyone's way more into their own niche now. Everybody, not just black yeah. people. The 80s, we asked her where she thinks parents should draw the line. I advocate a system where people can make up their own minds according to their own values and their own assessment of where their child is on and if your 13-year-old daughter wants to listen to this, will you let her? To heavy metal music? <laughs> I love how caught off guard you. Well, uh, to heavy metal? First of all, didn't he ask her about her niece? Is that what she... He, so how does she have authority to, to tell her niece what to listen to? Did he say niece or daughter? daughter? No, daughter, I think. Oh, okay. I guess I heard wrong. Values and their own assessment of where their child is on and if your 13-year-old daughter wants to listen okay. to this, will you let her? Sorry. To heavy metal music? I'm not sure. What? It would depend on what group. She's like, well, if it's Megadeth, sure, but I don't want any of that Metallica crap in my household. Deicide? Hard, maybe. <laughs> the Iron Maiden group, one of the best known among more than the Iron Maiden metal group. bands, is a worldwide phenomenon. That was what they replaced the, the McLaughlin group I with. They <laughs> <laughs> just had Bruce Dickinson and the whole band on a panel. <laughs> Issue like one! <laughs> Where their fans look and act the same. <laughs> Rock promoters. John oh, what do we remember this guy? No. No. Yeah. Think, think, think. Where you? Where? Where have you seen him before? What's his name? That concerts now is vastly different. Oh, uh, he's the old guy from that uh, movie that we watched. He's the Woodstock, Woodstock guy. Yeah. He's oh. the douchebag from the Woodstock movie. Wow! Look at him. Amazing. Rock promoter John Schur. What happens at concerts now is vastly different than the scene that surrounded concerts in the 60s and 70s. It's become a almost tribal kind of uh, gathering place. It has a lot more to do with socialization than it does just the music. When Maiden played this year at the Meadowlands in New Jersey, we went with our group from Teaneck. When you're part of a crowd, you are incredibly powerful, and, it, and there is no... There's no drug. Um, there's also, how cool is this? Uh, I'm assuming that the new show got all these kids Iron Maiden tickets. Yeah, that's like, fucking great. I, I would be so stoked as a kid. Like, hey, can we interview about interview you about Iron Maiden and then take you to an Iron Maiden concert? Okay, sure. Do you imagine that Boy. conversation with their parents though? To like, uh, uh, 2020 wants to take us on a field trip. Oh, that's great. Where are you going? This band that you fucking hate and you want to disown me over. Yeah. That band that we just talked to you about that's evil and making your kids kill themselves, we're going to go take your kids to see them. Is that cool? <laughs> sure. Don't worry. Whatever gets them out of the house. When the concert was over, we took them backstage. They got autographs from some of the wow. band members. Wow. Oh, no. One of their idols, Maiden's Bruce Dickinson. We asked him what he says when critics accuse heavy metal of inciting outrageous, even sick behavior. You mean like selling arms to Iran? 
Oh, you mean like, uh, you know, all these guys doing insider... Reagan. Dumping toxic waste. Tell, you know, because they were tell Alex Skolnick that, what Bruce just said. <laughs> it's okay. Contra, They're not contra. sick. Where else can these kids go where they, you know, they, they come somewhere and they all feel a sense of, you know, this is, this is our thing, you know? Dickinson acknowledges, though, that heavy metal kids may be telling us something about how they feel pushed out and put down, about their needs, and about how they're coping with the pressures teenagers face today, from family yes. breakups to drugs. And maybe if you listen, you might understand a little of what he's trying to go through, and then you might understand why he likes things, why he doesn't like things, and ultimately you find out that he's a good kid after all. But if I it's a girl, don't let her listen to our music. It's yeah. <laughs> hostile music. And these are kids who seem to feel that the world out there is hostile to them. So, so much of it is a matter of, of self-esteem. But the music itself isn't what does them harm. No, even the critics that we talk to, uh, among them, none says that the music alone is going to cause a child. How is this 17 minutes into this fucking piece? That they, this should be one minute into this piece, wow. you know? They had to explore the whole both sides of the story, Rob. Yeah. For instance, I think the point is talking to these teenagers who are into heavy metal music, that they're not necessarily looking for a heavy discussion with parents or teachers about the meaning of their music. But the point is, <laughs> no, they just want to blast metal. Let it be known that whether you like the music or not, it matters because the kids matter. Not necessarily. Look, I can guarantee you, sir, they're not at all looking for that heavy discussion with their parents. <laughs> they're looking forward to that, like looking forward to eating the broccoli on their plate that they're forced to eat. Maybe if it's covered in cheese. No. Uh, not me. No. Never liked that shit. Dudorino asked, when was the last time you guys stage dove or crowd surfed? Uh, me? Ever. Stage dive, never. Uh, crowd surfed uh, sort of by accident. I was taken up against my will once. Uh, but I'm not a fan of that. Where was yeah. this? Was that kind of sharing? Did that to you? <sighs> I, I can't remember. I couldn't tell you what band it was. I was. Was it friends that did it or just like random? It was like a combination of friends egging me on and then uh, randos participating and mm -hmm. lifting me. Because okay. I was a big, I was a big kid. I was probably like 220 uh, growing up. And uh, yeah, I don't like, I wish I could tell you, but I was, I definitely was drunk at, off my gourd. <laughs> so I don't really remember. I was probably 16 or 17. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Oh, you've survived. Thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, thank you. And I'm not a fan of that shit. I'm not a fan yeah. of crowd surfing. I'm not even. I'm against other people even really doing it because I just think it's it's a. I mean, if they want to go up there, fine. I just I advise against it because it's a good way to you know, especially women. I think it's needlessly dangerous. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, beyond the groping, the people standing there can break their necks. You sure. know, you land on somebody wrong. And it, and it's not fair to that. Yeah. So uh, the last time I staged dove was like 20 years ago when Sid would do his temple shows. And there was a show where I don't know how, but I ended up on stage and I staged dove and crowd surfed and like it lasted all of five minutes. I'm obviously way too five minutes. Wait, oh, five seconds. I mean, yeah, Jesus I, I'm way too wow. big of a giant to do it uh, for any longer. What did you do with your cigarette girl tray with the waters and the sodas on it? Did you put it down? Somewhere? I think I had someone with me. So was I was your sister. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. My sister was probably there. So she, was Oh, she was in on these. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. She came hang out sometimes, but she, she was, she partake in the, in the selling of the drinks. Yeah. She like sit with me and like hang out. Yeah. 
but I don't oh, I thought you walked around with like a tray of drinks. No, you had a no, stand? I had like a, I had like just a had like a like a, like a little a like folding table. Oh. I had like an ECW table. <laughs> I've had the and wrong the... mental image this whole time. Oh, I'm sorry. Did anyone ever go through the table? Uh, well, actually, a uh, friend of the show, Jay Miller. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we, st- we we talked about this when he was on the yeah. show, but I'll quickly tell the story again. Uh, he was very upset that I was charging a dollar fifty for water. Yeah, he was he against the markup. Only, he thought I should only charge a dollar for water, uh-huh. uh, and this was enough that like one time when they were performing, he stormed towards my stand and got on top of the stand and tried to do everything in his power to break the table, but it, it was like a Japanese table and it wouldn't break. Wow. <laughs> and also, he weighs like ninety five pounds. Yeah. He's a very lanky gentleman. Yes. Wayfish, would you say? Scrawny yeah. motherfucker. it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our show for this week. Oh. And uh, it, was a, it was a good one. Yeah, just that video, man. It just goes to show you that, like, every generation has boomers. You know, like, there's always someone's going to complain about something that mm-hmm. younger kids are doing. Yeah. The, the people complaining in that video were literally boomers. Right. <laughs> So. Most same people are now complaining about they're complaining about zillennials, but call them millennials. Yeah. I like to call them zoomers. Zoomers is good. The yeah. Gen, you know, zoomers and boomers really have a lot in common, you know, like don't know how to work a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, um, all right. Well, let's let's talk about our top live cast fans of the week. Every what about week, our playlist we... picks. Oh, our playlist picks. Let's do that first. Uh, we we do a playlist. It's called the RIPL Live Cast Music Break. You can find it on Spotify. Every week, we each pick a song, and uh, we hope you listen to it and enjoy it. And this week, my song is from a band that sadly broke up this week. Uh, Every time I die, I'm not. A fan of that. I don't know what's going on with them. They got some band drama. Damn. They should save that for their mama. I think. Well, aren't they all related? So they all have the same mama. Well, two of them are related. All right. Good enough. (laughs) Go Uh, on. I picked the new black from every time I die. Great band. Sid, what Problematic song title? No. Okay. Um, I uh, well, thinking about Testament, I remembered back in high school, I used to go to my friend Frankie's house all the time. He had a younger sister. She had a friend who was really into Testament. And my friend Frankie would always make fun of her for being into Testament, and she would make fun of him back for being into Rocket from the Crypt. And so I obviously am on one specific side of that divide. So I picked uh, one of my favorite Rocket from the Crypt songs, the song Ditch Digger, which is also a highlighted section of Alex Skolnick's LinkedIn page. Oh. Uh, Darren, what did you pick? I picked a Testament song because I thought we were going to come on and maybe, you know, hopefully not, but maybe say some controversial mean things to Alex Schoolnick. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to also balance that by the tr- truthfully saying that I'm a huge fan of Testament, at least a big part of their discography. Uh, and the, I in no way question his skills as a musician. I think he's awesome. So I played uh, Perilous Nation from the Practice What You Preach album, which I think is one of my favorite Testament songs. So see, they even right. thought the nation was perilous back then. Mm-hmm. It was because uh, not enough people were aware of and uh, loved Ronald Reagan, though. <laughs> <laughs> and how great he was. And <laughs> Fucking bootlicking band. Sad. So. 
Sorry. So we want to talk about our top livecast fans of the week. Uh, every week, we give a shout out to these lovely people who are on our Patreon. And you know, we talked about the five dollar tier earlier. Uh, if you want to get a shout out at the end of the show, it's the ten dollar tier. It's everything you get for the five dollar tier, plus this little shout ski, nice little hey hey ho ho. <laughs> Uh, how should we do the shout outs this week, fellas? I think it's pretty clear you should do it as Barbara Walters. <laughs> Go for it. I, I can't do a Barbara Walters impression. I'm not good at it. You could try. Just to change all your R's to W's. That's all it is. I would like to give a shout out to Eric. Eric. Why is she British? Benjamin. She's, she's kind of like a proper... She does. Proper accent. It's like I, uh, 75% British. El Duduino. There you go. Dan Ow. <laughs> Sam I Am. Mindy Mayo's Kippa. <laughs> Mayo. Jandow. Wabaganoosh, a.k.a. Justin. Shasu Shasu Sets. Waba Vampiro. <laughs> Hugo likes tacos. LaCroix. Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pigman. Who gave Wob the hickey? <laughs> Douglas, who are you? Levison. Hey, guys. It's Josh. Did you say Lando Danks and LaCroix? Lacroix. Yeah. Okay. Breastfeeding and farts. I'll give it a By the way, eggs. this week, just in case anyone's wondering, RIP stands for Reagan Invented Patriotism. Mm, that's a great one. I also wanted to add a few more things that uh, Zoomers and Boomers have in common. You guys <laughs> oh, here. Uh, really hate millennials. Mm-hmm. Very heavily medicated. Mm-hmm. Proudly wear fur. Oh, I didn't realize uh, Zoomers are fur- like well, furries, furries. <laughs> oh, I see. And they I, all I, really I, love to show euphoria. Very strange. <laughs> Boomers do as well. Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. We love you. Bye.